Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, AudioMac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Hi everyone, Johnson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas, baby, yeah, keeping it real. Now, um, some of you have inquired about, why are there dropouts in your show? That's what I wanted to know too. So I went and took a look and I asked, I said, okay, how many of you guys are going to be on the SEAL team? If you are, you can't be dropping out. No, what it came down to, there were segments of the show that were uh, missing. And I listened back on a playback a second time and then I heard it. First time I didn't hear it at all. And what I found was that when it comes down to the bandwidth from the Chromebook to the uh, site where I record. So what I decided to do this time around just to give it a test I have recorded from the mic through the Chromebook to my phone onto the podcasting app to see if that works. And if that works, then I'm going to wait until my Lenovo comes in and then I'll be able to do everything locally to keep it real. Now, I could do it locally on this Chromebook, but the thing is, I have to admit I'm not a fan of Chromebooks because of the fact that I think that it was something Google came up with and said, okay, let's just put it out there in the market. And we're not going to worry so much about supporting it. It's one of those things like, oh, yeah, we did that. Okay. Well, we've got a few things to talk about today. One of them comes to mind is Beige Zone. What is the Beige Zone? Well, it could be different things according to the people on TikTok. But let's go back a bit in dating. Seven scores and four years ago today. Or was it four scores and seven years ago? Anyway, way back when, when people were wearing funny suits and talking with accents, what happened was this. We had a situation in this place called America where there were three types of red flags that you had based on traffic lights. Yet the red flag which was, that was a no-go on that date for some reason, something that was so obvious it ran you away. You had the caution flag, which was the yellow flag, which meant there was something you might need to keep an eye on. Gotta watch it. Might sneak up on you and beat you up. Then you had the green flag, which was the go-ahead. Now, this beige zone they talk about. It's nothing more than a modified version of the friend zone, meaning that you are mundane and dull. They usually base this on your profile online. So, 
If you say you're into Starbucks and mocha lattes, you like walking your dog, you like hiking, you have a bucket list and you want to go whitewater rafting, well, let's be honest. Why does they call it the beige list? Why do they call it the beige status or category? You want to know why they did that? Because the web page was probably a white page with black writing on it. And when the person swiped right, it was like they said they've been bullshitted again. But if they swiped left, they were saved. Folks, let me tell you something. What this comes down to are people who are looking to be wowed by someone's profile. And so, what they will do, they will go and turn around and use the patronizing appeal in order to strike up a conversation with that person. You know, it's really sad that many of us discriminate on fundamental things that are stupid and not really look for our happiness. We spend more time saying what we don't want in a person. We spend more time of saying who we won't date and not give them a chance. And not give them an opportunity. Won't even want to speak to them. I don't forget, there's one lady that I met on OkCupid. We're friends right now to this very day. And she said, I really wasn't going to contact you because I didn't think we had anything in common. You're a black man. I'm a white woman. I live in the Midwest. We have nothing in common. She worked in real estate. But here's the thing. You know what we did have in common? We both could communicate. We both like history. And we both could get along. And she and I have been talking for the last three and a half years as friends. Oh, by the way, she's gone through two marriages throughout that period of time as well. Yep, met the guys from scratch, told me about them, went on and married them. Boom, boom, boom. And the interesting thing is this, is I told her, I said, you know what? Could you communicate with them as well as you and I communicate? She said, no. I said, isn't that interesting? Because of the paint job I have and the status that you have where you live, you can't be happy because you have to go with whomever seems to be more aesthetically in link and sync with you and she said oh don't put it that way don't put it that way you make me sound like i'm a racist i'm like well in a way you are but that's not even the point and when i say that i don't mean based on being visceral or mean it's your preference well here's the thing i said that's cool because i wouldn't want to date you now that i know more about you we'll be friends and we're okay with that I've invited her to the show. She didn't want to come on. And in a way, I can't blame her because 
she wants to control the media view of her real estate company she works for. And I, I get that. She's got something to compromise. See, that's one of the downsides to having a podcast, folks. You may talk about things or subjects that may be controversial. People distance themselves. Oh, I've had a lot of people distance themselves from me when I first started the show. They always do that. Until somebody says, it's okay to come out now. It's okay. It's not as bad as you think. And then the other people that are always come around and say, you know, I believed in you the whole time. Man, fuck you. <laughs> Believe in these nuts. Now get your ass away from around me. Oh, folks, you will learn in life those fair weather friends you don't need, including family members. You don't need them. You figured out some of you have. You've written in about this shit. Carrying the dead weight. Making you feel guilty as hell for no apparent reason. Because they doubted you at first. And now they're on your dick wanting you to go and help them out as much as possible. And then afterwards, they get mad at you because you helped them a little bit. But now, now I just don't want your help. I don't want to hand up. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to hand out. No, no, no. Motherfucker, I want you to cradle me. I'm just telling you folks, some people are like that. Josie out of Orangeburg, South Carolina. I ain't saying a word. Alright. Let's carry on here. Now, the one thing that you have to realize also about this uh, beige zone. And I've told you guys... Uh, in depth about the friend zone concept with some women about some of you guys some women will put you in the friend zone so they can examine you first and fuck you later these are the women that already want to be with you without a doubt they want to sleep with you they want to date you they want to be with you but the thing is they're looking for long term and they want to make sure they're making a best choice possible because they've made poor choices in the past they don't want to be let down or hurt this time around so you're going to be the man that saves the day for them now there's nothing wrong with that at all the only thing that you have to understand is that there are expectations in relationships right so make sure as you're meeting hers you're also measuring hers Now, a couple of things, ladies, that I'm going to let you in on. Whenever you talk about in a profile, family comes first, what we hear as men is family first, men last. That's just like getting on the damn lifeboat on the Titanic. What's the use of taking a trip if you already know what the ending of the movie is going to be? That's the reason why we don't want to fuck around and be like Jack and Rose. Oh, Jack. I don't know about y'all. 
Me and Rose would have fucked before I died. <laughs> I said, Rose, you know what? <laughs> Can't be chattering and shit. Rose, I gotta leave you with this. <laughs> but from what I heard historically, the person who played Jack was actually, I believe it was from India. The original person that this whole story was about in that particular scene. I just thought that was kind of interesting. It's amazing how we can make shit look good for Hollywood. All right. The other thing, too, is this, folks. That we have to consider. Ladies, if you're boring, take for instance, you'll say something like, oh, well, you know, I like planting my roses and my flowers and things like that. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But ladies, let me tell you something. If you flatten your personality out too much, you start to sound like grandma. I'm going to be honest with you as a 61-year-old man that will tell you the truth. And that's this. We want a woman in our age range from 45 and up. Fellas, I'm speaking for all of you downtrodden men that are afraid to mention the truth to these women. I'm going to be your martyr. <laughs> Wind up like Trump saying, you better protect me because they're coming for you next. Of course they're not coming for you. They're coming for his ass because he broke the law. But getting back to this, Fellas, I'm going to tell them the truth. Ladies, if you're 45 and older and you want a good man, uh, what he wants to see is sex appeal to a little bit of that. Because some of you are very generic. And when you start talking about, oh, I love going hiking and dog walking. and Okay, all of that's fine, but we hear that shit 24-7. We see it 24-7. I can tell you right now, you can go on any dating app and you will see what? The stereotype. The women will talk about everything in the world that they are doing except themselves. We want to find out about you ladies. Yes, we understand that you like gardening and all that. We want to find out about you. We want to know who you are. And see, what happens a lot of times, as men, we run across a lot of women who are trying to redefine themselves, self-discovery and all this because they had been in fucked up marriages and relationships. And we got to rifle through those women in order to get to the women that have kind of found themselves and they kind of are on that healing path now or those that have already gone through it and they have a new awakening and those women that are rare that we find that came out of a marriage and they're okay. They didn't have that much trauma, if any. Those women are hard to find. We find a lot of women that got some fucked up situations. As I told you fellas, a woman can come to you in any condition. She could have an STD, be pregnant, and could be a felon on the run from the police with a gun in her hand and a gram of cocaine under her pocketbook. 
some guy is going to take her in and not ask any questions. What will a woman do? Hell no. Now I want one here over here. That's the way it goes. Ladies, we're looking for feminine women. We're looking for a woman that you don't have to be submissive and follow three steps behind us and that kind of shit. We want a woman that wants to enjoy herself and enjoy life. We want a woman that doesn't have a problem with having sex or making love passionately, as some of you would classify it. Where you can communicate and be considerate of each other. But see, what we find a lot of times with older women, 45 and up, just like with some of the men, you start getting so damn centric in your thinking and everything has to be your way and that leaves you lonely. That leaves you by yourself. And then you start the make-believe world with your cats and dogs and every other animal. Oh, Poopsie likes kibbles and bits. Who gives a fuck if Poopsie likes kibbles and bits? Poopsie's going to eat whatever the fuck he can get. He's a dog. That's what dogs do. If I was a dog, I'd be eating all this shit too. Ladies, what it comes down to is that men are tired of you deflecting. They're looking for relationships. Y'all up here talking about kibbles and bits. Y'all up here talking about a damn knitting club, sewing club. But now I understand a lot of you have been in relationships and some of you are burned out because you're right in about this. But understand a couple of things here. We didn't put you in those relationships. You did that to yourself. That was all you, baby. The only thing we did, got the popcorn and we looked. Now I'll admit, there's some men out there that go from one relationship to the other one fucking women's lives up. Yes. There are some people out there that do that. Serial fuckers is what I used to call them. But there's some others that are actually good guys that are looking for decent women. Some of these guys contact me all the time online. Where are they? Where are the decent women? Well, it's not in one magical place. They're all around. They may be scattered out. You might find one in one community and five in another and 25 in another one. If we really looked at it, folks, in many aspects, that's the way it's broken down. There may be one person, one female that's worth a damn in a whole zip code to date. And she may be looking for a man that's worth a damn. And there's only two in the next zip code over from her, but none in the one she lives in. 
based on her criteria. You never know. So, I know it gets difficult at times for you to um, actually sit down and really think about it, ladies. And you know, of course, let's not let the men off the hook. Some of, some of their shit, from what you've written in, have been rather beige too. With that old tired ass fish that he caught. That old tired ass gun he's cleaning. And oh, he's got to have that truck, especially if he's real short. And he's got to have that big ass six foot off the ground, four wheel drive truck that's taller than he is with his gun. And his dog, got to have the dog there, yeah. Give him that credibility. Now, here's the thing, folks, with photos and props. When we see the props, fellas, let me tell you something about the ladies. I've been told this by many women. When they see us with guns, with dogs, with trucks, and all of that, they see a photo op like we're a politician. And many of them don't believe we live that way. And of course, what are you going to try to do as a guy? You're going to try to prove it. Because you don't want your masculinity question. Let me just show her how macho I am. Let me just bite this beer can in half. The hell with the fishing rod to catch the fish. I'm going to jump in the lake and grab him with my mouth. Got to be extra masculine. Now, there's some of you ladies. Oh, you know what you do. Those inspirational quotes that you get. And by the way, I got a friend of mine that does that for a living, that makes those. And guess what else she does too? You know those fortune cookies you get? She writes those too. Yeah. Born in the USA, I was born in the USA now. That's where it came from. Person right here in the USA. But here's the thing that you also have to understand as well. She may want to go and be so philosophical. Oh, you're a man. You could never measure up to my intellect. Oh, you... Stickly man you! And of course, what is she doing? Going on her hyper-femininity. Of course, you know, everything's got to be a challenge to a man. Like I told you folks, people on the extremes need to have one good, solid fuck. Maybe they'll have a moderate child that can probably tell them, hey, you know what? You two maybe need to come together a little bit more. <laughs> now, let's look at a few other things here. There are some of you ladies out there, sarcasm, as we've talked about before, use that sparingly, because that shit gets old real quick. We 
we we that's one of the most boring things you could do ladies the best thing you could do is be yourself you know that ignorant i'm not ignorant please scratch that word you know a friend of mine told me that ai stood for arrogance and ignorance i believe him look here's the thing ladies you know that innocence that naivete you know that awkwardness that you have that shit is sexy to most men that's you your original self that's right that's you where you can go and take a moment that may have been awkward or not really piece together and actually put your own spin on it as you that's what we miss as men with you ladies we miss you telling us hey you know what honey let's go to bed and I'm horny we miss that what we get we get all this politically correct bullshit and we find it boring because too many people are doing it and it's the same old message over and over and that's what's happening. See, it's funny. As you notice, a small percentage of people from 0 to 17, 18 to 22, will listen to this show. Because they don't think it's for them. But if they look at it, some of those who have listened have written in and said, you know what? Thank you for giving me some sort of expectation for the future so I know how to plan my life accordingly in some way. So just in case something like this were to happen, I would know how to contend with it. In other words, these people don't want to be ambushed in the future. They want it balanced so that they don't go and stumble over themselves. Like I did. And like generations before me did. And some generations during my generation and afterwards did. Talked to some of the guys in the 90s that had oops babies. Or some of the guys that were told by women who were independent and said, Oh, well, I won't need a dime from you for child support. I can make it my own because I'm my own woman. And when the kid turns 16, 17, he gets a child support order and he's in arrears. Having to fork over his 401k or take out a second on his house or even having to sell his house in order to not go to jail. Oh, it's a whole different world when that shit comes to fruition. It's a whole different world. So these are things that you must consider without a doubt. Because if you don't, oh, there will be consequences and there will be issues. But we don't like to. Because as we see it, that's somebody else's life. It doesn't pertain to me. We say that on the surface, but we think it 
sometimes it may be right there at our necks and we don't want to face it. Ladies, what I'm telling you is this, in all honesty, you don't have to make it difficult for yourselves. You can actually be the bright, beautiful woman you are with your wonderful, splendid personality, but you may have to open up a little bit. Because some of you are kind of rigid. Even when you write into the show or leave a message, some of you are rigid as hell. I'm saying to myself, there is no flexibility in this woman. There is no way. This right here is missionary position on a Wednesday night. No sex during the weekend because she's going to be either playing cribbage or something else. What I'm getting at, ladies, is don't lose who you are, your identity, over a marriage or relationship. Always keep that. Guard that like you would your ID. The reason being, you will need that. That will have to go with you for life for a lifetime. When you marry somebody, what you're getting from them is your commitment and your loyalty. One thing you're not doing, you're not signing up for a cult where you have to give a person your soul. And some of you do just that. And when you come out of those marriages and relationships, you're like a damn zombie. I went out on a lady, went out on a date with a lady one night. It looked like we were going out, and I thought she was part of the Walking Dead. Like, damn, you had brainwashed her so much. This woman had been out of her marriage for four years, and he had still had that kind of control over her. Well, you know what the conversation consisted of. Well, you know, I, I really shouldn't eat that because my, my ex-husband said that, 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 that I, I don't eat that very well. Okay. She put it, point of reference, back to her ex-husband almost on every damn thing we talked about that night. He was interjecting. And finally, I told her, I said, well, you know, um, maybe we should just leave your ex-husband in the past. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I'm sorry. And then she went on the martyr thing, you know. When you kind of told them, okay, well, maybe we shouldn't go there. And then she had to switch it over to be the victim and the martyr. And you just don't know what I went through with him. I went through a lot. But I understand you're a man. You don't want to You don't want to hear it. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go with this. It wasn't your problem anyway. So, what I'm telling you fellas, with a woman that goes through something like this, be careful. Because she may need more work, externally, not with you, on herself first before she starts dating. And there are some of you ladies that are missing out on happiness because you have your mind set up on certain things you want, certain things you don't. And damn it, you know what? If I got to suffer without it and just be unhappy, I will do so. I will die on this hill and die on this sword before I don't get what I want. 
go right the fuck ahead. Even what pass you by in order to be happy with others. Just want to remind you of that. You're only punishing yourself. Like all these ladies talking about they've been celibate for so long. Let look, if you've had if you've had dick inside your body before, and you've had a child and had put the child out, had gave birth to the child, you're not a virgin. You're not impressing anyone by telling someone that you haven't had sex in 13, 14 years. Bravo for you. And the first thing we'll do is just that and say, okay, now bend over. (laughs) It means nothing to us. What it means to some guys is that, oh, that means you can close your legs long enough. But the first thing a guy starts to think is, well, why are you telling me this? Uh, it's like you had a problem closing your legs in the past. So it's not something that's complimentary, and some of you ladies do that. As if it's going to be some kind of prize because you think that your little tightness is going to do it. Ladies, we already know, as men, if we want a tight pussy, we'll get a virgin that was half your age. So if we get a hold of you and have sex with you, you don't have to worry about measuring up to that milestone. Just be you. And see, here's the thing that gets me. These women will go and get the men they want. Not the man they need, the men they want. And these guys, more often than not are the guys that fuck their lives up for them. And then they go for the guy they need. We just look at the divorce rate as an indicator. And when they go for the guy they need, what do they do a lot of times? Since they had fucked up on the guy that they wanted, the guy that they need, they're gonna make sure that he's the guy that she wants, I mean that she needs, because she's gonna tell him every damn thing what to do. Here's the way it usually goes. She gets the guy that she wants, and guess what he does? He tells her all the things he needs from her, right? And she drains herself with him. Then she goes to get the guy she needs. She's going to tell him what she needs out of him. And he's not supposed to say shit, but just accept it. So basically it comes down to first time she has no control over the relationship, second time around she wants full control. This is where you see a lot of women on the fringe, on the feminist side, on that fringe, because they've been burned by men. Now they want to go and make up the difference. They're guys that have the same disposition, ladies, in the MGTOW movement and all the rest of that. The red pill guys as well. They don't like the changes because these women now are talking back and they're working jobs like men and they're making as much money as they do. Why the hell are you getting intimidated by it? I had a girlfriend that was a multimillionaire. I'm sitting up there making $820 a month. You think I was going to complain about that? But I ain't gonna lie, I did feel like I wasn't shit for a long time. 
$820 a month as a corporal in the Marine Corps E-4. Never forget that shit. She pulled out 10 $100 bills and that was more than I made in the whole month. That was fucked up. And half the time that just paid for the bottle of wine we drank. I felt like the USS Midway when we were out there in the middle of the South Pacific in the South China Sea. We had that damn storm. Shit. I never saw a ship get tossed around so much. We looked like a cockroach in a bathtub. It was fucked up. And by the way, Something I need to clarify to the lady that sent me the video clip. Ma'am, that was not a water bug that was flying. I know you want to say that was a water bug. That was a cockroach that had gone to flight school. His ass probably went to Annapolis, Maryland graduated from the Naval Academy and went down to Miramar and got his damn Top Gun rating. Look. <laughs> I gotta call it as a sword, ma'am. I'm from the South. I've seen cockroaches fly. This wasn't Prince. This is how doves fly. Doot, 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 doot. Doot, 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 Oh, doves cry. Doot, 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 doot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember that? I'm just telling you, ma'am. Because you were the one that videotaped that cockroach flying in your kitchen. Now, I'll give him credit. He could maneuver, too. Because he could hover and stop. Then he could lift and go down, so he still had the qualities of an F-35 fighter, because it can do that too. <laughs> you folks never fail to amaze me, man. Mm-mm-mm. Believe it or not, folks, you know how loud the security team was yesterday about their paychecks and everything? They were pissed. Yep. Well, we got them all back on union scale again. They put away their picket signs and everything has been wonderful ever since so far. So, let's carry on. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. When you really had to rest. Don't you cry no more. do no do no all right, folks, uh, there'll be more in just a moment. Welcome back, folks, to another captivating episode of the Romantic Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and today we have a special guest joining us all the way from Austin, Texas. Please give a warm welcome to Georgia. Georgia, it's a pleasure to have you here. 
Thank you, Justin. I'm excited to be a part of this conversation. As you know, on this show, we delve into the realm of romance, relationships, and everything in between. Today, we want to focus on a topic that can sometimes be considered taboo, but is crucial for a healthy and fulfilling relationship, sexual desire. Georgia, could you share with our listeners your thoughts and experiences in this area? Absolutely. I believe that being open and honest about our sexual desires is essential for building a strong foundation in any relationship. It creates an environment where both partners can feel comfortable expressing their needs and exploring their fantasies together. That's a great perspective, Georgia. Could you elaborate on how you've navigated these conversations in your own relationships? Certainly. In my experience, open communication has been key. I make a conscious effort to create a safe space for my partner, encouraging them to share their desires without judgment. By setting this precedent, I've found that they become more open to hearing and fulfilling my own desires as well. It sounds like trust and mutual respect play vital roles in this process. Have there been any specific challenges you've faced when discussing your sexual desires and concerns? I don't want to get too personal, so stop me if I do. No worries. It's not always easy to initiate these conversations, especially if you or your partner are not accustomed to discussing intimate desires openly. It requires vulnerability and trust, and it's important to approach these discussions with sensitivity and care. But once that initial barrier is crossed, it can be incredibly liberating and lead to a deeper connection with your partner. That's an important point. For our listeners who might be struggling to breach this topic, do you have any advice on how to start these conversations or create a comfortable space for both partners? Definitely. Patience is key. It's important to understand that everyone has different comfort levels when it comes to discussing their desires. Start by sharing your own desires and fantasies in a non-confrontational and non-judgmental manner. Encourage your partner to reciprocate and assure them that their thoughts and feelings are valid and respected. Remember, it's a journey that requires ongoing dialogue and exploration. Wise words. It's evident that fostering an environment of trust, respect, and open communication is essential when it comes to discussing sexual desires within a relationship. Do you have any final thoughts or advice you'd like to share with our listeners? Yes, I want to emphasize that embracing your sexual desires within the context of a healthy and consensual relationship can greatly enhance the overall connection and intimacy. By engaging in open and honest conversations, we can deepen our understanding of our partner's needs, wants, and boundaries, leading to a more fulfilling and exciting romantic journey. Thank you so much for sharing your insights and experiences with us, Georgia. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, Jason. It's been an honor to be here and contribute to this important conversation. May I add that you are sexy. Thank you, Georgia. I'm blessed. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Remember, embracing and discussing your sexual desires with your partner can lead to a more passionate and intimate relationship. Until next time, keep spreading love and romance in your lives. Goodbye, everyone. I never knew how good it felt to be fucked doggy style while having my hair pulled and ass smacked with a ping pong paddle.
All right now, fellas, that sounds like a setup. She wants her hair pulled while having sex with her doggy style and smacking her on the ass with a ping pong paddle. Now, a lot of women like uh, being tapped on the derriere. Some women like to be tapped inside their inner thigh near their clitoris because they like that little stinging sensation. It depends on the woman. Only engage in sexual activities with a consensual adult only. That means over the age of 18 in some states and 21 in others, such as Nevada. Nevada, you got to be 21 to be an adult. Now, here's the thing. I've always believed that if you were 18 years old and able to go into the military and die for this country, or even fight for it, hopefully not to die, that you should have the right to smoke and to drink and you should be considered an adult. I think that should be nationwide because it makes no sense for you to take a young man or in some cases a young woman and send them overseas to fight and they're fighting for a freedom that they can't even enjoy. There should be a constitutional amendment. 18 and over as adults. And for women to be full citizens in the Constitution. Why not? All men and women are created equal under the Constitution of the United States. Why not put that passage in there? That means equal pay and equal everything. And then maybe women won't be so timid, so shy and bashful. Now, I'll give the younger girls credit. I do like the younger women. The only thing is, I don't like the fact that they are not looking for a committed relationship, but that's understandable. They're young. But I will give them credit in the sense that they have things together. I'm talking about the Gen Z's. The Gen Alphas even are headed in that direction. And also, Gen Ys, you come along. You're following the Gen Z lead, really. And you Gen Xers that have children that are Gen Zs. Seems like your kids kind of took things in their own hands. Now, the Gen Ys are the offspring of the boomer generation. And the Gen Xs are the offspring of the silent generation. And part of the boomer. You see, that was the silent generation. Let me go back. That was the lost generation which was in the early 1800s, I think 1880 until around 1901 or something like that. And then you had the greatest generation. They went through all the way to the 1920s. Then after that, you had the silent generation. And just before World War II, what did you have? Drum roll, please. You had the boomer. The boomers. 
And then after the boomers, yeah, Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, Gen Alpha. And soon, coming to a theater near you, Gen Z will present Gen Beta, the sequel. But that's on down the road a bit. And there's not going to be that many Gen Betas around, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Now, the way it works is you skip a generation. So take, for instance, I'm a boomer. I'm a late boomer. So if I were to have had children, my children would have been born under the Gen Y, not Gen X, Gen Y category. Did you skip one? Now, a couple of things here. Ladies, the younger women kind of got it. You can follow their lead. They're letting things happen organically. They're doing away with all the rigid rigidity of the past. They're doing away with all of this uh, protocol they used to have that made it so uncomfortable for people to date. We have to face some facts here. The older you are, the less you will fuck. That's just the way it goes. That's the way it goes. That's before everybody know. But here's what happens. Biologically, you get sleepier. You get tired. Now, ma'am, <clears throat> the lady that wrote me, I believe she was out of Lakeland, Florida, I think. Not quite sure. I have to go and look at your email, ma'am. Uh, there was a lady, folks, that wrote me. She's in her mid-30s. Her boyfriend is 68. Yeah, big difference. She was complaining because he fell asleep while he was having sex with her. And she's taking that personally. I tried to cheer her up and told her, don't worry about it. When he wakes up, he'll be hard when he got to go piss. But overall, though, I told her not to take it personally. There'll be some people that are like that, that fall asleep when that happens. I was on a date with a lady and she fell asleep on the date. And when I say fell asleep, I'm talking about she's sitting over there in the damn booth. And then I'm sitting over there and I say, oh. What would you like to eat? I mean, boom. I was like, damn. I was that boring? And she's like, oh, I'm so tired because uh, I've been up all night. I was doing all my work and blah, 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 blah. She was so tired because she had gone out on a date the night before. Went over to the guy's house and they had a wonderful time. And she was going to try to do a back-to-back with me. And, yeah, sleep caught up with her ass. 
So I politely had everything to go, took her home. And the next day, boy, she apologized profusely. I am so sorry, that would never happen. And I, I don't know what came over. I said, look, why don't we level with each other and tell each other the truth? I knew something was going on with you. Couldn't put my finger on it, so you have the floor. Tell me what's going on. And boy, did she try to weave. She went in circles. Well, you know, I've been working so hard, blah, 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 blah. And she's going on and on. I'm like, okay. Well, now you did tell me that you were on vacation, though, which she did. Yeah, but, you know, I still work. I'm a workaholic, blah, 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 blah. Then after she started buying it, then she came out and told me the truth. She said, well, yeah, I did go out on a date with a guy, and we had a pretty long date, and we had a lot of fun, and we did a lot of drinking, and I was kind of tired. And I'm saying, like, we went through all this shit when you could have told me this in the beginning. This could have consolidated all those lies you told before you got the, the truth. She's like, well, you know, I, I didn't want to hurt your feelings and I didn't want to make you feel bad. I said, no. I said, I was disappointed to see you fall over like that because I didn't know whether you were hurt, ill, or what was going on. Needless to say, no second date. That's for damn sure. I was happy to. Well, I think I'm going to go out with him again. Great. Great. I don't have a problem. I'm not going to try to stop your ass. Matter of fact, I'll encourage it. Want me to go and print the invitations for the wedding? As long as I can be in charge of the cheesecake, everything is cool. That's right. So, ladies, just be yourselves. Seriously. And look, neither side have been trying to bring this home to men for the longest. Because, you know, we don't have to do all that old bullshit, macho shit anymore. That shit, we don't have to do that. Leave that for the insecure guys that are still trying to go out there and try to prove themselves. Leave it for them. Because a woman wants a man who's confident. The way you exude your confidence, by being you. You ain't got to show out and act like you're the baddest. Being you, your smile, your personality, all that shit. That's what she looks for. That's what she looks for. Now, fellas, I'm going to let you in on something, too, about ladies. That lady that sees herself as your wife, you may not see her there yet, but she may see herself as your wife or you guys as a couple growing old in life. You know some of that terrific sexual shit she's going to do in the bed with you? But she's going to put herself in positions and angles? That is like a mating ritual for some women where they want, if they could, well, if they can't have children... They would love to have children are conceived with you because you're the one for them. Now, you have others that haven't had any children yet and the idea may come into their head to get pregnant. And they may try some of them crazy-ass positions. 
Now, here's the thing also. Having sex with these women is great. But you also got to, when I say communicate with them, on the level of finding out where the head is when it comes down to longevity of the relationship. By the time a woman sleeps with you guys, she already has an idea as to where she's headed with you in the relationship, usually. The less dialogue a woman gives you before she has sex with you, the less likely she's looking for something that's going to be sustainable. That's one thing women will do effectively if they see a potential partner for the future. They're going to take their time. They're going to communicate with you. They're going to interact with you. They're going to try to make it. And fellas, let me tell you, a woman who's really doing this from her soul, she's going to make it where she's going to do everything possible within her power to make you never desire another woman but her. Oh, and I mean, yeah, she goes there. Now, some women won't go there until they get engaged. Some women won't go there until they get married. Some women won't go there until they get a commitment. But the difference is, this is more of a primal love type thing. I mean, it's, it's deeper than lust. Lust ain't shit compared to this. This right here is some of the primal reasons why men and women mate and procreate. It's on that level. It's on that level. You might not even start speaking to each other. You're just grunting and shit. But it's on a level where you guys respect each other. But she sees herself with no one else but you. And she wants to convey that in every way possible. Now, I would tell you this straight up. I was with a lady one time, and honest to goodness. The sex was so good. I had to get in my car. I lied to her, got in my car, and went and got a beer. Had to. I said, I can't. I, can't. I, 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 I said, I keep doing this shit. I'm going to fall in love with her ass. Where you going? I'm going to get a beer. Which I went and did. And I asked her if she wanted anything. She was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I was like, damn. And so by this time, I thought she'd be out of the mood. And she'll be gone, you know. Yeah, baby, you get your beer, you get this, you get that, you bring my candy, yeah, I bought your candy, here's your candy. Come on, there's more. And I was like, I was trying to fight it because that pussy was like kryptonite. I was like, ah. I was like Superman. I was on one knee and shit. I was like, ah, hiding my face. I said, I can't, I can't resist no more. 
Oh, I got weak in the knees. SWB could have sung that song. I get so weak in the knees that I want to sneeze. <laughs> I mean, I was weak in the knees, boy. I was like, dang. And she's like, I could really have a man like you in my life for the rest of it. And I'm like, if I could stand up and get out of his bed. <sighs> You know, and it was really fucked up because my muscles were trying to push and my dick was trying to push down. Like, no, I'm not leaving. I was like, come on, you got to go. No, I'm staying. My dick was like that guy on Apocalypse Now when he didn't want to get out of the helicopter. I'm not going. I'm not going. Because I'm going to tell you, it was tough just going to get that beer that day. I had to go and try to calm my nerves. I was like, maybe I'll get a little buzz, a little Pacifico beer, and I'll be okay. I came back and my dick got addicted. Dick was up there clacking my nuts. I'm like, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. I'm like, oh, shit. And old girl was like, well, I guess you're not going to have any problem moving to Texas with me. I said, oh, way out. I said, way out. Way out. I said, that's my exit ramp. And she wound up moving to Houston. I stayed in California. That was not going to happen. Mm-mm. Oh, and she tried many months afterwards. Nope. Then I had to wean myself. It was hard. My dick had to go to rehab. It started to have withdrawals. I was walking around there without a penis for a minute because it was in rehab. It was crying. (laughs) It was writing letters and shit. I think he even petitioned a mayor at one time and a governor. Had to wind up putting it in a psych unit for a while. I think we had to go to court. And I was like, you don't take your medication, they're going to strap you down and give it to you. And my dick said, okay, no problem. I'll take the medication. Then finally, he came back Attached himself once again. I said, you learned your lesson? He's like, yeah. But needless did I know, the next woman would be Monica. And the shit was going to happen again on steroids. And it did. And there I was. Weak. Getting ready to get out of the Marine Corps. Didn't want to fall in love with this woman. Oh, I tried. I prayed. Well, no, I ain't going to lie. I didn't pray. But I tried. (laughs) I tried. And I told her, I said, 
I don't know if this would be right for us. And that day we were walking down the street. And this fine-ass woman had walked, getting ready to walk past us. And she said, oh, honey, look at her. And I'm like, yeah, she has a nice hat on. She said, no, look at her. And she grabs me by the side of my head and turns my head towards this woman's body. She said, I want you to get a good look at that. She said, let me turn your head around so you can see the back of it. I was like, damn. I want you to empty all those thoughts you have in your head into me tonight based on what you saw in her. The fuck kind of shit is this? And this was something that she did on a regular basis. If there was a fine looking one, she'd point her out. First thing she'd do is grab me by the side of my head and turn my head to the woman. But I didn't realize till later on that was her way of feeling as though she was just as attractive as those other women. That was her equalizer. You know that beige zone that we talk about? That was her beige zone. Those are some of the quirks that you got to deal with with people sometimes. Some of the boring things, some of the crazy things, some of the annoying things, some of the weird things. A friend of mine, I shouldn't even be saying this, but I'm going to say it. Darlene, you can kick my ass later, but I'm going to say it because I told you. If you didn't come on the show, I was going to talk about it. Folks, my friend Darlene, out of Raleigh, Virginia, she's probably never going to speak to me again for saying this. She likes dried crickets and her tuna fish. You heard me. Dried crickets in her tuna fish. Who the fuck eats crickets and tuna fish? I thought she was joking. She said she likes the crunch of them. Because they're roasted. They're prepared from this one place she gets them from in California. I couldn't do it. It's a bug. And they make that fucked up noise that I don't like along with those cicadas. That weed, a weed, a weed. And it sounds hotter as they do that shit. So if you're out there somewhere in the woods or in somebody's backyard, I say, hate that shit in Mississippi. We'll be out there in the yard. It'll be hot as hell and you have that humidity hitting your ass. Then here come their asses. Weed, a weed, a weed, a shut the fuck up. And they'll get quiet for a minute. Then you think you got your point across. And then they all would come up. Weed, a weed, a weed. Oh, those cicadas just get me. And then you get one cricket, that one fucking cricket that would be in the kitchen or the bathroom. And you had that echo, and you'd be looking for that bastard. And then when you find him, 
and either dispose of him or put him outside. No, his brother has to come along. Uh Uh-uh. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. But, my dear, I had to put that out there because that shit ain't normal. Crickets and tuna fish. (sighs) Ooh, make my flesh crawl. Now, how the fuck can your flesh crawl? My mom used to always say that. Make my flesh crawl. I was like, it's got little feet and sneakers on. (laughs) Now, here's the thing, folks. And for those of you, Jessica just writes on Instagram, you're crazy. Have you lost your mind? Jessica, I've thrown my mind away several times, hoping that it would land in a landfill. It came back. It's scary because it doesn't want to leave me. That's what's scary. Oh, I've tried all kinds of things. I've lost it. I've thrown it away. I've given it to other people and it came back. But no, you know, the union contract you got with me, it's a lot better. But now here's the thing, in all seriousness, folks. Um, a lot of you guys as well may need to think about a few things also. Now, when it comes down to this uh, beauty standard, because this is one thing that ladies in my age group and a little bit younger are kind of stuck on. Because for some reason they think they've done something wrong because they met not have, they might not have met the kind of beauty standards that many people popularize. Now, here's the thing that I would say about this in particular. Ladies... This is what I'd like for you to do. I'd like for you to hold up your right hand. And I would like for you to bend your two fingers, the index finger. And I would like for you to also bend the finger next to your middle finger. And hold it up in the air and say, fuck beauty standards. You are the beauty standard for you. By doing this, you're declaring your independence, your beauty, and your acceptance of who you are. Whether you're fat, short, tall, skinny, ugly, no matter what race you are, no matter what ethnicity, background, stretch marks, cellulite, whatever the hell you got, jowls, whatever the fuck you got going on. Turkey neck doesn't matter. As long as you love you. Well, you can go forward. Because, see, these were imposed on you. These were not something that you wanted. The beauty standards was all about selling product. Had nothing to do with you. They wanted you to be the consumer. To be on a perpetual quest to try to look beautiful like the models did in those different movies and commercials. Truth of the matter is, guess what you don't have that they did? 
a whole makeup team, a studio with the resources to make anyone look as attractive as they wanted them to. Quit trying to improvise. Be you. Somebody can love you as you are. Yeah, they can do that. Is that impossible? Don't believe the bad shit that your exes told you. I'm telling you, don't believe it. There was a lady that wrote the podcast. She was surprised that this man lifted up her fupa and had sex with her. Because in the past, she always had to go doggy style. Nope. He lifted it up and went in there. You lift me up. (laughs) That's what he did. Lifted the gut. Now, there's a thing called the gut to butt ratio. And some women are judged by that. Basically, a guy may not sleep with you ladies in some instances if your gut protrudes from your body further than your butt does. It's called GBR. And that's the reason why some women kind of want to always repress that stomach because of that. Now, most men won't care about this, ladies. But there's some who do. Because they bought into the whole beauty thing as well. Sadly. Kind of funny, they didn't set beauty standards for men. Well, in a way they did, like a Rock Hudson or rugged guy like John Wayne or Clint Eastwood. So they had different ones, right? I know it all depends on who the man wanted to be like. A lot of guys in the 70s wanted to be Clint Eastwood. They started talking like him. They just think things like, my day. My name is Callahan. You got a problem with that? They had people that were doing that, you know? He had Charles Brunson. Yes, it's cool. I'm going to get my revenge. And then, of course, you had Will after eight years of economic growth. I, Ronald Wilson Reagan, do solemnly swear that this United States. But we had all kinds of uh, people to influence us. I remember back when Shaft first came out. All the brothers was walking around trying to be Shaft. Had them long sideburns like Richard Roundtree. Isaac Hayes had his music playing. But here's the thing that was interesting. If you notice, in the movie, not the one with Samuel L. Jackson, but I'm talking about the original, the whole excitement was when Chef came in with the Molotov cocktail, threw it through the window, and swung in on a rope. And I was going to say, oh, 
because that's just what it was. Black Tarzan in an urban city. Norman Lee ought to be ashamed of his damn self. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> Along with Shaft, go to Africa. Whew. And not to mention those damn Superfly movies. Ooh, Superfly. I'm your mama, I'm your daddy, I'm that. Inward in the alley, I'm your doctor with the knee, want some coke castle weed. Curtis Mayfield, I'm your pusher man. Dude, dude. But I was in love with Sheila Frazier in that movie, though. I ain't gonna kid you. Yep. Sheila Frazier and Judy Pace. Those were my imaginary girlfriends in the 70s. Along with Pam Greer, but I thought Pam Greer would be too hard to get. And I think she was dating Kareem at the time. I'm not sure. So, yeah. I, I, in my own mind at the time, it was definitely Sheila Frazier and Judy Pace. Yep. That was it. Then you had Dolomite. Hey, baby, who you waiting on? I'm waiting on Dolomite. Who? Dolomite. Who is Dolomite? Me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those kind of movies, you know? Dolomite. Ruby Ray Moore. Way down in the jungle deep, the signified monkey stepped on the lion's feet. Oh, let me stop. Brass <laughs> uh, monkey. Never mind. Yeah. Brass monkey used to be a drink back in the day. But anyway, yeah, it was kind of drum boy. It was some things going on back then, folks. But we had to take it easy. See, back then, just to go down the nostalgic uh, path a bit, you heard that song? Just be thankful for what you got. You may not drive a great big Cadillac, dabbing in the back, sunroof top, digging the scene with the gangster leader. There were guys in Mississippi driving with that at Jackson State College. Well, Jackson State University now. <clears throat> There's a brother by the name of Pinball. And he had this deuce and a quarter, Electra 225. And it was white. And it had the pillow top. And he had the little diamond-shaped things in the way. It was sweet. And then there was another dude that used to drive and he had this El Capolero. The same kind of car Superfly had. It was an El Dorado with the light kit from J.C. Whitney and the grill kit. And it had the little headers coming out of the fenders. They were artificial headers, of course. <laughs> we started seeing those more prominent in the 80s later on with cars like the Excalibur, uh, the Stutz Blackhawk, Bearcat, uh, the Stutz Diplomat, those kind of vehicles. But see, folks, it was a whole different era back then. Only thing I didn't like about that era, women didn't shave their pussy as much. But outside of that, it was good. It was it was pretty nice. Because I remember, boy, when women first started shaving, 
Well, it was on a popular level. Oh, that was the shit. Especially during the 80s. 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah. That changed the world in so many ways. And uh, Gina, I'm going to apologize to you, dear. I forgot about No Panties Day. International No Panties Day, where women show their independence has passed. That was on June 22nd, and that's of every year. So, sorry I didn't acknowledge it this year, forgot about it completely. Called me a jerk, called me an idiot, but at least I acknowledge that it exists. I did it last year, year before last, so forth. So, put on your calendars, June 22nd of any year. International Panties, No Panties Day for Women. Think I'm kidding? Go online, check it out. It's an international effort that women has come up. It has nothing to do with sex. It has more to do with independence. It's more or less like, you know, the burning bra type thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I still think, in America, women should be equal partners under the Constitution, bar none with no exception. They should go on and make a constitutional amendment for it. They should also make it law. If you're 18 and over and can die and serve for your country, you should be an adult. Those are the two things. I don't see nothing wrong with those. So maybe you want to talk to your congressman, congresswoman, senator about it. Fair is only fair. Right? And also, the government, the state, nobody should be under a woman's hemline but her and the people she wants under it. Maybe herself, maybe her doctor, maybe the man she wants to be under that hemline with her. And the baby, that's it. If she wants to have one. But it should be her final choice, nobody else. Now, it's a controversial subject, and we'll talk about it just now. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes, in the event for professional assistance. Please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver.
Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.